Welcome back to another episode of the Liberated Mind Show. I'm your host, Kay, along with Jay. Today, we'll be looking at current events. Uh, more specifically, we'll be looking at that culture vulture, DJ Vlad, and we'll also be looking at uh, Agent Orange, number 45, and the whole coronavirus uh, controversy. Jay, take it away. All right, let's jump right in uh, discussing uh, DJ Vlad. All right, so first question is, should the Vlad TV incident be a cautionary tale that not everyone is an ally and may actually be detrimental to the culture? Uh, It should. It should, most definitely. Uh, DJ Vlad, DJ Vlad. Apparently, he got his come up on like DVDs. Was it the Smack DVDs back in the day? I think it was the Beef, too. Yeah, I was going to say similar to Beef, but okay, he's also part of Beef. So for those unfamiliar with those, um, with those, uh, with the content that those DVDs back in the day provided you with, it was basically people with cameras going into certain neighborhoods and just if there was some type of beef, basically stirring up shit. (laughs) They became the means of communication because all of this was before the internet. So you would have to go ahead and see what's going on. You would actually have to go purchase a DVD. So that meant somebody had to go out there, go out in the field and report on it. So it was like almost like hood CNN. So that's how he got his, um, that's how he got his start within uh, hip hop as far as becoming, um, I guess, some type of figurehead in hip hop. Even though I may not consider him a figurehead, he definitely is because people go to him. So he started just from that. And now he's like tens of millions of dollars he's made off of the community. And he's made off of the culture, more specifically, hip hop culture just by going in there, stirring up stuff, and then um, reporting it back to the, to us, the people, as well as the feds. <laughs> so, <laughs> so DJ Vlad, basically, aside from that, I don't know what talent he has. I've never seen him DJ. I, I don't know anything about him besides he's he's a Russian Jew, and that's that's all that I know. That's based on what he's stated before. And that brings us into this whole topic. This is why we're speaking on it. So we'll get into exactly what the controversy is. But, yeah, this, this should be some type of warning and a heads up to those who didn't necessarily want to believe that Vlad isn't necessarily a um, an ally or who wanted to believe he was, but he's not necessarily one, just based off of this. Because um, there's been a couple things we'll touch upon. There's situation with Nick Cannon and then um, Honorable Louis Farrakhan got involved. And then Vlad went ahead and made some comments, which he refused to take back. And it brought us to this, to this situation where his, like, his return guests, more specifically um, Godfrey, the comedian and Lord Jamal, they went ahead and they put the brakes on his show. And those were return guests. That's basically how I got into it was through Lord Jamal. I watch him. And then from that point on, I just started watching Vlad videos. I never, I might've seen it where people use snippets of it, but I was, I never subscribed to him. And that's how I ended up subscribing to him. It's like, okay, there's been a few people on here I like, so I, I'd i be giving them those views. But you just got to be careful who you make rich. That's that's basically what this has taught us. Um, what, what's your take on that? Well, um, no, I definitely agree with you because I don't know. I've never seen him do any kind of DJ anything. So I don't, I don't know, like, his – roots to hip-hop other than bringing out the ugliness of hip-hop and the people that's in hip-hop. So, um, I know Dame Dash was warning us about Vlad for years. 
And everybody, well, you know how everybody shrug off Dame like he don't know what he's talking about. He's crazy when Dame be actually dropping a lot of knowledge. So Dame was warning us. And then also he has a habit of pushing the fact that he has a black wife out there as well. Oh, I know that. Yeah, he he, he makes sure it's known that he has a black wife. So that <laughs> – that kind of makes it seem like he's trying to make it so, like, see, I'm one of you. I have a black wife. And, mm-hmm. like, like she's kind of uh, a fetish kind of thing instead mm-hmm. of him actually loving her and stuff like that. So I think he, he's horrible. And he always gets um, these people coming on a show and – they kind of they some some of them get to a point where they divulge like criminal activity and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like they kind of put put themselves out there, and he keeps asking questions and then they're answering, and it's getting views. I know for I know for a while he had a string of different guests that were um, pretty much telling what happened uh, the night in Vegas when Pac got killed. Mm-hmm. And he just had people. He kept on these interviews, and he was trying to, you know, keep this story going like that. The B, I call it BS. That um, Greg Kading unsolved that they put out there. It was it was a whole big story. It was a bunch of BS, but that can be like a whole show. But he kind of was pushing that narrative, so he had this person come on that said they were a part of the group that, that killed Pac. And he mm. pretty much incriminated himself and the three other people that was in the Cadillac. And Vlad got him to do this while right. getting millions of views. The guy didn't get no money because he don't he don't pay nobody to come on the show. He don't. He just come on there, but he get millions of views. His channel is monetized. So he's making money off of the poisonous parts of hip hop, which is is not it's not cool, and he's definitely not an ally, but he tries to pretend to be one, and then he plays the whole he's an atheist, but then turns around and says, "Oh, I'm a Jew." <laughs> How that work? Yeah, like I, I didn't know you could be both. That's that's crazy, and and, and just the. Piggyback what off he just said is um yeah he likes to look at the bad in in hip hop brings that he brings that to the forefront mm-hmm. because I've noticed in any situation where there's something occurring you know that the mainstream may not be aware of he will bring to the forefront um with the the girl that accused Pac of rape I know. I think he's got like the only hip hop interview ever, mm-hmm. and that was recent. This wasn't back, even in the early two thousands. He didn't even do that. That was twenty nineteen, yeah, twenty eighteen. He went ahead and did that interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him do it with other artists, um, even with, I think, with Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God's accuser, rape accuser. He brought her on, even though. It looks like he was not acquitted because he was never charged formally with rape, but I forgot what happened with the case, but apparently no charges were brought against him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've noticed he digs for dirt. Yeah. And even if you've been acquitted from a some type of crime, he will find a, a way to bring that topic back up. One of the people that basically made a confession on the show was Tax Stone. Tax Stone doing time now. When he came up on um, Vlad's show and basically admitted to being involved with the shooting at Urban Plaza with, um, what's the homie's name? The New York artist, um, Troy, Troy Ave. Oh, wow. So there was a whole situation that went down with that. And Tax Stone went on Vlad's show. And the feds picked him up just based off of what he said there, incriminated himself. So, yeah, he, he definitely has a habit of 
asking questions, pretends to be friendly with you, then he asks questions, then he plays dumb. Nine times out of ten, he already knows what the answer is, but he just plays real dumb. I don't call it good interviewing. I just mm-hmm. think he puts people in a comfortable position to where they think, all right, this is for my fans. And they just start running at the mouth, and they let out more than they, than they should. So, yeah. And like you said, he's not paying them. They're literally coming on there getting this man rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy, man. Does he? What does he do with that money? I know he talks about how he gives. Um, oh, I, I have X amount of employees, but I'd like to see how much their salaries are compared to what you're bringing in. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. All right, so we're gonna um, touch on the the honorable Louis Farrakhan uh, incident. Um. So pretty much Vlad lied on uh, Louis Farrakhan saying that he said something that he didn't say. The actual quote was Louis Farrakhan said that we we should pick up this, a stone to stone the truth to reveal these devils and stuff like that. And he was talking about one specific person who happened to be Jewish, but he said the person's name. When Vlad uh, was, he was interviewing D.L. Hughley. He said, um, Farrakhan said we should pick up stones and throw them at Jews. That's how that's how he reversed it. <laughs> that was his so, interpretation. I tell you. Yeah. So saying so with all that being said, um, why do you believe that the Honorable Louis Farrakhan seems to be the go-to target for not only Jewish people? With some skin folk alike. Um, I don't know. I can only speculate at that. I'll start off with uh, guess what? African Americans. I, I mean, there are African Americans that do believe he's responsible for the death of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. So they never gravitated towards him just based off of that. Then when you throw in the religious aspect, most African-Americans who are Christian don't fool with him because he's basically an, an iman at the end of the day. So they're looking at it down religious lines. So I believe that's where that skepticism comes in. I know back in the days, he, he, he had no filter. I'll give him that. He had no filter. But um, he didn't preach violence. He, he might have said some controversial uh, things here or there. But I can't think of a time where I'm not aware. Let me say I'm not aware of one where he actually told people to, you know, grab weapons and go out and start attacking certain types of people. Mm-hmm. But he, what he does is he brings history. He uses documented history. And most of it comes from religious texts. And he'll go ahead and use that in, you know, when he's preaching. And at the end of the day, when he says what he says, a certain group of people get offended because um, he he goes ahead and he puts light on them, puts them in the spotlight and says, hey, they did this. It's just the type of behavior that's acceptable. So pretty much he calls their their actions and behavior. He passes judgment on it by asking you, what judgment would you pass on it? And once he breaks it down and describes it, I mean, there's only one way to answer that if you're being truthful. But some people turn that into hate speech at the end of the day. And I think the reason it's hate speech is because most of what we're accustomed to, most of the platforms we're accustomed to getting our news from are owned by certain people. Mm-hmm. And those people, exactly who he's bringing up in his um, in his sermons, so to speak. So, yeah, there's going to be a problem there. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other side of the uh, spectrum with the, um, the Jewish people. 
So I know they don't like him just based upon all of those comments that he might have said in the past. And anytime I've, I've, I've heard him, I've heard him on the peaceful tip. Especially recently, he, he's an old man now. So, you know, with age comes that calm and wisdom. And even still, no matter what he says, even if it's something where you can't find fault, they'll say, well, that's Louis Farrakhan. And that's supposed to d- diminish and dismiss anything he says that's yeah. positive, you know? And you always got to put that disclaimer out there if you if you are one of his followers. Well, I don't necessarily agree with everything he say, you know what I mean, before you can say, why don't you listen to this point? It's an yeah. excellent way for you broke it down. Yeah, but, that's crazy. I mean, he's banned from Facebook. Facebook kicked him off. I used to follow him. They yeah. kicked him off. Yeah, I followed him too. That is that was that was messed up. I'm like, like you said though, he don't say anything that isn't documented, mm-hmm. or isn't like historical fact. Like, if you don't like history and you don't like facts, okay, you can you can have that sentiment, but you can't deny someone. But just that's that's like we all we all go to school, right? And if we got a job that's based on what we went to school for, we utilize the the information we received in school for the job. So that's like us using what we learn at a job, and then your your employer coming up and saying, "Oh, I don't like you doing that," because it undermine it undermines what what we do here because. I didn't learn that. So don't 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 use that here. Like it doesn't make sense. If somebody learns something that you may not have been aware of, research it. Right. He never tells you that this is how it is and you just have to go with it. Take his word, right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you hear somebody say something. If you never heard it before, what you're supposed to do is do research, mm-hmm. figure out what is what, and then come to your own conclusion. The problem is that people are lazy. So if the media tells you that this man is evil, not well, 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 other people are going to believe it, and that's going to be the trickle-down effect. And then that's why he's synonymous with hate speech. When I like you said, I I never heard the hate speech. Mm-hmm. In his younger years, he was fiery as hell in his speeches. Yep. But now he's very calm. He don't really he don't get hype. The speech when he was talking about the stone of truth, he was calm throughout the whole speech. He didn't say anything. He mentioned he mentioned one person. He didn't say a whole group of people. He mentioned a a, name, a person's first name and last name. Can't remember. Can't remember the name off like right now. But I remember him saying the person's name, and then he said the thing about the stone of truth. And then DJ, I ain't gonna call him DJ Vlad. I think his name is Vladislav. Vladislav took it upon himself to take off the the of truth part, and then when he's put on the spot to say you need to apologize he said I'm not going to apologize he wanted he wanted to have a uh an interview with him so he wanted mm-hmm. to make he wanted to make more money off the situation rather than admit that he was wrong and then he mm-hmm. re- he kept refusing to apologize and all he did I think he um took that video down but then he bragged and said so oh, I just had the one of the most profitable mo- profitable months ever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, and then he's supposed to be an ally? Nah. Not yep. at all. That's exactly how it went. And what's what's ironic about the whole situation is he was one of the first people when Nick Cannon got called out for his comments. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't want to pass any judgment. I'm not making any statement now until I speak with Nick. We're friends. Just 
that's one thing he'll always throw out there is who he's friends with. I'm friends with Nate. Mm-hmm. And I spoke with him. I told him I didn't like what he said, and he needs to apologize. That's what he said. <laughs> so how is it when someone like Nick Cannon goes ahead and makes statements that you want to argue about are um, incorrect statements and you deemed as um, hateful? Nick Cannon went out and apologized. Then, even prior to that, you're speaking to him, and you were telling him, yo, you need to go and apologize. And he goes ahead, and he does exactly that. He makes an apology. How is it you can dictate to somebody else to apologize, but when we dictate to you, hey, what you did to you know, Minister Farrakhan is it, messed up. You lied on him. You're looking to gain more profit. Well, I'll apologize. He just needs to come on my format, you know, for me to make some money off of him. Mm-hmm. Because he knows at the end of the day, a Farrakhan interview is going to bring in views. Yeah. So it's not like, okay, if you really want to make an apology, it, it, it's not on conditions. It's not a conditional apology. It's an apology. It's an apology. It's just that, you know, you twisted his words to, to make it more appealing to whoever you want on his back mm-hmm. and you ran with it. So now, I mean, I think it's only right that, okay, like I said, Lord Jamal, Lord Jamal, we might as well say that was his boy because he probably had more bad interviews than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So you have him and he's saying, you know what? I thought that was my friend. Screw him. Heck, everybody else just needs to pull back and, we ain't making money off the interviews anyway, so what does it take for us to to make our own people rich? It's that jealousy complexion. Mm-hmm. So we just need to get that um we just need to get that together. And we need to abandon him and just go ahead and like I said, people like the like the clown Nick Cannon talk about He's corny or whatever the case is, but he's definitely a businessman. Mm-hmm. He's got his own podcast, and the same people who are rushing the flag, you know, you don't have to deal with that complex. Just rush over to, um, rush over to Brother Nick. Mm-hmm. They've already done them. Yeah. <laughs> Make them rich. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you, man, because it's like, in that situation, when you compare the two situations, Nick got crucified for speaking historical truths. Mm-hmm. Vlad blatantly lied and misquoted someone. Nick Nick apologized. Vlad refused to apologize for, for misquoting and lying on somebody. So they're two totally different things. Like he had to you gotta apologize for speaking historical facts. Right. This guy over here and he and this guy over here. Force kind of told him, yeah, you need to apologize. And he did it. So you can't admit that you were wrong for mis- for blatantly misquoting and leaving out parts of something that completely changes the meaning of what was being said? Nope. It's crazy. That's, that's Vlad. I've always heard that he's um he's very arrogant. He and sounds I, like I, it. When, even during his interviews, the way he be talking to people, people tell him, Tell him something. He's he's a, he's never lived their life. They'll tell him something, and he'll be like, "Nah, it's not like that." Like, I'm like, you can't tell somebody what it's like, especially these people that been in that gang life. He's very condescending whenever he's speaking with, mm-hmm. um, especially the young rappers. When he speaks with them, he's like, "Well, I'm not going to do that. I'll just get my lawyer to do that, or I'm gonna call the police to do that." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, he knows who he's interviewing. So why is he even speaking like that? It's like he's sending out a dog whistle to the feds. Just like, yeah, I'm I'm getting them to talk, but I'm just letting them know that I do all my stuff legally. That's that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't fool with him. Yeah. All uh... right. One more question about um, Vladislav. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> well, I admire the um, unsubscribe and cancel Vlad TV movement. Um, do you think that if he would have apologized that everyone would have kept it business as usual instead and continued to overlook him being a culture vulture? I think they're still doing it. I don't think there's much support on this. I haven't, let me put it like this. I haven't seen much support. I go through the comments on Facebook. I see mm -hmm. a few comments where people are in support saying, yeah, you can't even get anyone relevant because he, he, uh, he promoted his, his lineup of what's to come out next. And mainly everyone's from like the nineties. He, he had, he's not getting any like current stars. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is actually a, a turn in the whole trend of us trying to boycott him or or whatever the case is. But I just feel as though people are still in support of him because you always have those who are just like, well, I like it. I'm still going to continue. We've seen it. You know, we have the experience in that with the um, NFL. Yeah. So it's like, at this point, is it the the people that watch the interviews or is it the guests will draw more of an impact? So I think right now, I think it's up to his potential guests to go ahead and make the right call and say, you know what? Nah, we, we're going off marching orders from Lord Jamar and Godfrey. Mm -hmm. And like I said, if he does go ahead and do the apology. In my opinion, anytime you have to force somebody to make an apology, it's not genuine. So why bother at that point? Yeah. Yeah, he'll say it just for the hell of it, but we still need to handle him accordingly. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um man, we mentioned this before on previous episodes that sometimes no matter what happens everybody's not going to be on board. Some people are going to have to get left behind. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is, but it's unfortunate when it's something this blatant that you still can't get 100% participation. Right. I don't know. Maybe one day. It's becoming the new trend. It's like... I don't know. It's like... Uh, all of... um. All of the world now knows that hey, these people are forgiven. Mm. They'll they'll forgive us and move on. So they say, why bother? Even if you don't, look, we never apologized for slavery, and they got over it and they kept going. So they'll get over it eventually. That's essentially the pattern that's always been with us. So more of them are just saying, you know what? I don't even have to fake the funk no more. Yeah. And I feel that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's move on to um, Agent Orange. <laughs> so, um, you know, as you all know, Agent Orange um, apparently has COVID, and it seems um, that he's taking it like a medal of honor. But he's not really showing any honor by spreading it and not wearing a mask. So, Kay, what's your um, thoughts on this situation? I think I think he's he's just a selfish individual. I mean, it's something he's been. I don't think a case of COVID is gonna is gonna change him. I think it's all politics, as we see at the end of the day. It's like there's been a line. It's a red and blue line when it comes to the whole the whole COVID thing. It's like it seems like people who happen to be Republicans don't believe in masks, don't believe in science. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have people who you know what it's not even a Democrat thing, it's just anyone that's not a Republican seems to have common sense and say, Okay, this is what the scientists have discovered. Oh, this is the way everything trends downward with a mask. Mm -hmm. All right, science, doctors who study science, 
So we have scientists, medical doctors all saying, you know what, a mask will save your life. And those who have followed that, I guarantee you, there's less of those in the hospital than those without. So if you're going to, you know, a restaurant and eating, and I think that's why we're, we're coming back with like a, a second wave of this mess. Yeah. So you have their president who's up for re-election. And his thing is, I need votes. So my whole thing is, he stopped reporting. Places had to stop reporting to the CDC. Mm-hmm. He got rid of the CDC. He got rid of the doctor that wasn't his puppet. So he eventually started going out without a mask, holding rallies without a mask. Mm-hmm. So all this was, you know, it was premeditated. It's designed this way. And the, like he said, I believe he had that, if I get it, I get it. I know they're not going to let the president die. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it boiled down to. Yeah. But for the rest of us, you know, we don't have that, we don't have that 24-hour um, medical medical care. Doctors coming into our house. We don't have a helicopter that can get us to the, the hospital in a matter of minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if, we, if we're having breathing issues. We don't have access to experimental drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was all, all these, a ploy. Mm-hmm. It's premeditated to get to get votes. That's what it boils down for. Because he says, look, I survived it. Because remember, it's supposed to kill. Remember, he kept saying, if you're young, you're going to survive it. So now he can say, look, I'm an old man and I survived it. So it's not a threat. He's already come out of the pocket and said, hey, don't be afraid of it. We've li- we're living with the flu, and the flu kills kills tens of thousands of people, sometimes over 100,000 in a flu season. So we've learned to live with this, so we can learn to live with COVID. That's exactly and that, what and that was And that was proven to be false. <laughs> well, he that's lies what he all the time. He lies all the time. But they'll sit up there and defend the lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. It's, um, he pretty much can't do no wrong. Like he got a he got a messiah complex, but it's like his his followers treat him like he's a messiah. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally they're literally dying for him. Right. Like you, like you gotta think about like you're going to these rallies without a mask. You're literally dying for this for this man because that's what he right. is. He's he's nothing more. He's just a man. So I'm like a dumb man. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy to me. And I'm like, it was somebody on my page. I mean, you you know, he, I had I had um I think I filled you in, and he became a convert. To being a, you know, an Agent Orange supporter, so he was. And he be yeah. He be saying all this. He was saying all this dumb shit. Like I, I had to leave his page alone, blocked it. But um, he started saying all this dumb stuff, and I'm like, so this is how it happens. It's like a transformation. It's like you <laughs> you lose common sense, and it's like your brain cells go. It's like those old commercials where you're like. This is your brain. This mm-hmm. is your brain on drugs. And you drop an egg in a frying pan. Yeah. That's what that's what I literally seen happen to this guy. He made like a, a metamorphosis and then like his mind just was gone. And I'm like So he's probably one of those people that's like, Yeah, you know what? I'm not wearing a mask no more. Mm. Apparently a, corona corona is all about party lines. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, because if you're not a, if if you're a Republican, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he's just a reflection of Trump is a reflection of the country, as far as you always heard them say, "Hey, he he says what I'm thinking." So basically, for all those dumbasses out there, he. He's basically saying it. 
And I call them dumbasses because they're bigots, because everything he said is hateful. He even went ahead and reiterated again about what Biden's going to do when it comes to the Mexican border. Every time you refer to Mexico, you're always saying you're letting in killers and rapists, thousands of them. And the thing is, you have, if I were Mexican, I'd be offended by it. And because, especially if you know for a fact that's not your nature, mm-hmm. but yet sitting up there doing a um, blanket statement. Like we found out that uh, militia up there in Michigan trying to kidnap that uh, governor. Mm-hmm. Like they said, what if that would have happened to be, they would have happened to be Muslim or they happened to be black. You would have heard them talk about Muslims or you would have heard them talk about Black Lives Matter because every black person is in Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Or if they would have been Mexican, he would have just generalized. But anytime it comes, like we've seen, that Rittenhouse, that Kyle Rittenhouse out there in um, Wisconsin, the 17-year-old that went out there to kill two people, mm-hmm. he held him as a hero, as a patriot. Yeah. The Proud Boys, he told, stand down and stand back. So it's like, anytime there's people that look like him, he never condemns them. Mm-hmm. We have yet to hear anything about this. Mm-hmm. About, and how much you willing to bet he won't say anything about it? The mm-hmm. reporters will ask him, he'll either go off on the reporter, or he'll be like, oh, I, I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, yeah, he'll say something dumb. He'll probably be like, well, we don't have all the details yet to mm-hmm. find out what she was involved in. Like, he's one of those people that, that yep. try flipping into something that's, that completely don't make sense. Indeed. Yep. It's crazy. But it's like, throughout this whole situation, it's like, how ironic is it that 200,000 plus people then died of this shit in this country. Mm-hmm. And then he gets it. The hoax. Yeah, he, he, get, he gets this hoax that he was saying wasn't that bad and that the flu is worse. And he receives this top-notch care. And I'm willing to bet that most, if not all, of the people that, that have died from it didn't receive the same care that he received. They didn't receive experimental drugs or anything. They didn't. They confirmed it. They said there's no person in the United States that has been treated for corona that has gotten all the drugs Donald Trump did. It was confirmed. They said it was state-of-the-art. The state-of-the-art state treatment is what he got. And that's, that's BS. Yep. So that family that's sitting there that believed the scientists and doctors that went by and all the people he's saying don't wear a mask to aren't wearing a mask probably gave this, you know, probably gave this to that person of the family who took it serious and they're, they're no longer here. Mm-hmm. Literally, you heard Republicans, politicians saying, hey, when the, when the country was closed down, we got to sacrifice the old for, for the sake of the country. Mm-hmm. In other words, don't put them on a ventilator. So it's like, you have all this rhetoric out there, but these people, even Mitch McConnell had enough sense not to go to the, the White House. I don't know if you peeped that. Uh, they called him <laughs> out on it, too. It was like, um, when's the last time you went? I haven't been back to the um, White House since August, and he gave the date. And he's like, <laughs> from my understanding, these masks is what we're supposed to be wearing, and they don't abide by it over there. It's pretty much what he told report- reporters. <laughs> so, he has enough sense to wear it, but at the same time, everyone, healthcare should be an entitlement to the, not to the poor, not to everyone, just to those who can afford it. Yeah. It's the same man that will vote for that. But yet, when it comes to when it comes to their health, oh, they're more important than, than you and I. That's what it boils down to. That's bullshit. 
That's Indeed. crazy though. That's crazy though. Mitch McConnell said that. Oh yeah, they I got think, a video of him saying it too. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm, I think he is more susceptible to get it though, because he, he ain't got no chin. <laughs> <laughs> that man, that mask. What the hell? The mask gonna be on? He he got he got a he got a saggy ass mask on. <laughs> now that you said, yeah, I'm trying to. How'd you say that? Damn. <laughs> he don't got no chin. Nah. His bottom lick connects straight to his neck. Like a turkey. He definitely <laughs> do. He was like a turkey that was parting years ago, then he transformed into a human. <laughs> I got time for him. You <laughs> look like you look like Shorty from the Beverly Hillbillies. Grandmama. <laughs> she ain't had no chin either. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, where did it go? All right, so Agent Orange, um, he tweeted that his blood is the vaccine. Want some Messiah shit? So do you think this Messiah complex will make his fanatics even more steady in their stance to support him? Yeah, he ain't nothing but Jim Jones 2.0. I'm sure if he could find a way to extract his blood and still be alive, he would sell that shit with the Trump logo on it. You know what I mean? Of course he would. And, And those idiots would buy it. So, yeah, this... He, you know what? He is their messiah. He's the messiah of all that's wrong with the United States. And they they will literally follow him until the end. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can tell them about their president. So, hey, so be it. He already told them if he doesn't win an election coming up, they need to be ready. So basically... He's essentially like a dictator. Mm-hmm. And he has his army, his army of bigots. Yeah. So. That's his Kool-Aid racism. Yeah, indeed. So, I mean, and you can't convince me otherwise. People that support him, what are they going to say they support him all? What policy? Name a policy of his. The build the wall is like the biggest thing. But they never they never even state a policy now because mm-hmm. they can't. There's not one single policy. The only thing they can say is that, like you said before, he said he says what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Or that yeah. he's that he's going to do something. And I'm like, he hasn't done it. It's been four years. Yep. And it's always been a strategy. Always been a strategy. So yeah. He's gotta sell. He's got to sell what he what he's used to selling. That's bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess um, Pence was a part of that bullshit because that fly was chilling on his head. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> this shit moved in. Laid some yeah. larva. Flew off eventually. <laughs> it said, I'll check yeah. back on in, in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. It was like, it stayed there for a minute. It was like, it was just like, yeah, I'm going to lay my seed here. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yo, Mike Pence head pregnant. Yo, I don't even think I've seen a fly stay that long on shit. <laughs> he was shit he was hot he was high quality. <laughs> high quality bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. Mm. I was like, yo, when I saw that, I was like, yo, I was like, that can't be real. But then I kept seeing it and I'm like, yo. That fly was really hanging out there, like. <laughs> that joke was funny. I'm like, I'm like, you can't make this stuff up, man. <laughs> All right, so final question, um, just a general question. What's your take on the whole Biden versus Trump and this whole election? My take on it is. Either way it goes, this shit ain't going nowhere. I don't feel as though Biden is like 
the the resolve to all of America's problems. He's not a he's not a resolve to America's hatred, America's racism. By him becoming president, it doesn't get rid of it. Uh, it may amplify it a little bit more, but um, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't. Oh yeah, woo, yo man, them Trump years they was wild. Yeah. No, it, you know who's a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. You drop past their house, they got that man's face up. And the way I interpret it, this isn't politics as usual. It's not, I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, therefore I voted for a Republican. And that's all, that's the difference between what I know. This is everything this man stands for, by you saying you support it, that's now you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ignorance, hatred. You know, you don't want anybody, anybody that's from a non-European country, you don't want here. Mm-hmm. That's that's the message I'm hearing loud and clear. So, I mean, I, I've got, I can't truly say that I'm friends with someone that supports Trump. I can't think of anybody I put it like this, that's dumb enough to tell me that they support Trump. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, because yeah. they are, I got nothing to say to you. I already know how you feel. So, yeah. I don't exactly. think, yeah, I don't think by Biden winning, I, Biden's just as bad. I've, I've seen videos, I've seen his comments and articles. I know how he feels about us. Mm-hmm. Shoot. He's, he's, it's been documented with him and his racism. Mm-hmm. So, I, me personally, you're talking about two 70-something-year-old men. Okay. What? The, the Civil Rights era was, what, 50 years ago? Yeah. These are the people that you see in, home, in their 20s that was beating people up, sitting down at sit-ins. Mm-hmm. These are the people. They just, they didn't disappear. <laughs> this is them. Yeah, I know, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know I know they like to sit up here and make it sound like these people just appeared from nowhere and then disappeared once everything changed. Yeah. But I mean straight up Trump straight up said it. When they started talking about 1619, he said he he's removing that from textbooks. It just all this does in diversity, he says diversity just treats you to hate your country. Pretty much. He doesn't believe in diversity. He's been on record saying that. He doesn't want to talk about American history dealing with the African-American because he knows at the end of the day, he's like, oh, all he's going to do is make them hate America. That's the thing. You you can't. So not teaching is going to disappear. And guess what? Not not teaching ain't going to make it disappear because you still got the older generation at us that can still drop knowledge and inform people of what's mm-hmm. what. And it's like, I'm trying to think. I'll put it like this. I'm not, I'm not patriotic. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't love this country because mm-hmm. I know this country don't love me. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I try not to hate anything because hate takes a lot of energy from you, but I definitely don't love this country. And I, hey. I and I know what it is. Like, It's based upon the history. Mm-hmm. It's based upon when when has it gone out of its way to say make amends and say, you know what, this is it. At the end of the day, them not teaching the um transatlantic slave trade, because that's what we know we're talking about. Anytime we talk about Africans in America, it's always goes back to slavery. Mm-hmm. So by them not teaching that doesn't make it disappear because I put it like this. At least in the school I went to, they don't blatantly teach racism. It's subconsciously uh, taught, Mm -hmm. but it's not blatant. So, and guess what? That's still around, right? Mm -hmm. So guess where? It's being taught in the house. So guess what? Transatlantic slave trade will be taught in the house. So you ain't get rid of it. So you need to acknowledge it and you need to go from there. It needs to come some 
understanding. There need to come some reparation. And you can go from there. Yeah. Something, something definitely got to be done because um, I don't know. It's like um, I don't know. It's like they try to control everything and then they try to erase our part, a part of our history. They, they erase a part of our history that we had no control over. They never even talk about the history before that to show mm-hmm. our power and our royalty. So they pretty much want people to know about 1950 to now. It sounds about right. Yep, it sounds about right. But um, haven't we always been the hidden figures in American history anyway? Mm-hmm. They always like to take credit for things yeah. that, that, that they stole. Mm-hmm. So America stole this from people that you considered property. And then you had nerve enough to sit up there and do all of that blackface caricatures of us and depict us as dumb and this, that, and the third. Meanwhile, everything great that you could think of that you use in your daily activities come from us. Without us, what would it be? Because you always talk about where would we be without you? It's where would you be without us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because think about all the, uh, what's your name, inventions and stuff. Mm-hmm. That were actually invented by like our, our ancestors, but then yep. they stole and put the name on it. Exactly, the most basic things. So, yeah, it's still a lot of soul searching, and I believe that's that's why all of this is rearing its ugly head. Is because it's like we're in the year twenty twenty, and you mean to tell me? America still won't acknowledge. Germany was able to move on with the with the European Jew because they sat up there and said, you know what, we what we did was wrong. Mm-hmm. They put things in place. They didn't put things in place. They didn't name things after Nazis. Put up Nazi monuments. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you have all of these Confederate monuments everywhere, Confederate bridges. And you're telling people, get over it. How you, you how, how expect somebody to get over it? <laughs> when you, uh-huh. you got it in our face. Like someone said, it's like, it's like that's what like a rapist says to the rape. Okay. All right, it happened. It's done. All right, can we move on now? Why are we still talking about it? Exactly. We're the victims like, of it. And you're yeah. saying get over it because you, want, because you don't want to talk about it. Tell with that. Yeah, you can't. You can't try to paint a perfect picture out of something that's not perfect. You need to show the picture how it is, and then you mm-hmm. need to you need to correct it. You can't. You can't try to act. You can't throw a fresh a fresh uh, coat of paint on shit and try to sell it to me as like a piece of gold. Right. It's not gonna work. You gotta, you gotta present it how it is, and then you gotta correct it. We yeah, still, we still got obstacles in place. That's from um, that roots from slavery. And if until those obstacles are removed, we're never really gonna have a fair shape. And I get, I hate, and I hate when people. I'm gonna use hate because I, I hate when people do this. I hate when people, our people, they say, I've been saying this, repeat after me, I'm not oppressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can you can say that in your mind, that mentally you're not going to be oppressed. But when it comes to this country, there's systemic oppression in yep. place that you can't deny. So while you individually may not feel you may you may try to put put your mind in that in that zone that you say you're not oppressed but the system that around you 
is continuously oppressing you. Mm-hmm. And you can't break that cycle yourself. The system needs to be destroyed and rebuilt. Because this is the way the system is now is how it was designed. Hmm. So amendment's not going to fix it. Because if the underlying foundation is still there, no amendment is going to fix it. What needs to be done is total destruction, rebuild, do things right. I can see that. Yeah, you definitely um, can't. Like I said, you can't sit up and paint a fairy tale of American history and all their leaders sit up and depict them as good men and then say something's based upon the year, the time at which they lived, what was acceptable versus what was not. Mm. Like I said, at the end of the day, even if you look at it from a, a religious context, thou shalt not kill. Plain and simple. And you have a history of killing from the, the indigenous people that inhabited this land mm-hmm. to us. You just have a history of killing unnecessarily. Yeah. People who were never at war with you, you just went all out on and destroyed and killed. Mm-hmm. That's because you know what they, I mean? they wanted to take over the, the land. Right. So, yeah, you can't say, hey, I think this is a result. Like, people like to make jokes and be like, oh, everything that happens in the U.S., I guess it's because it's on an old, as they refer to the indigenous people here as Indian, Indian graveyard. And it's cursed. It's cursed land. And you know what? People say it jokingly, but Hey, look at what's occurring, man. Yeah. Like, that, they're worried about outside threats when they're literally destroying it from within. Mm-hmm. And it's because you let pride get in the way. And that's one thing. Um, people that travel see it all the time. Anytime you see, like, some rude, rude person, they're always going to say, oh, that's an American. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Because it's always been taught, you know, Growing up, we saw, oh, this is America. We're, we're the best. We're this, we're that. Very arrogant. And people see Americans as such because mm-hmm. that's that's the impression American has groomed its citizens into being. It's like, I know my rights. You, Americans are quick to say that. They go, I know my rights. Well, I'm an American. They go somewhere. I'm an American. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this title that's been bestowed upon them to do whatever. And so you have this mindset that occurs and it just breeds something bad, man. Yeah, yeah, I think it it definitely needs to be revamped. Like you say, destroy and rebuild. And it it has to be inclusive. This you can't compare this country's history to other to other countries at the end of the day. Mm Because no other country has the history of this the way this land this way this country was even started. Yeah. So yeah, its constitution needs to be an inclusive constitution. Once we've realized that the people, you know, once they like to, once they admit, they need to admit, okay, the people that founded this land, a bunch of criminals. Mm-hmm. That's why they weren't over there in Europe. They yeah. left. Why they leave? Why they leave? They were like the outsiders in Europe, and they said, hey. You guys don't don't do that bullshit here, and that's mm-hmm. why they came over here and they started their own. So it was like the worst of the European that came over here. I know that can be controversial, what I said, but prove me wrong historically. It's a historical fact, though. Yep, that's like um what Eddie Griffin said in one of his stand-ups. He said this is supposed to be the United States of America, not the United Empire of Earth. Because exactly. Every, because everywhere that America go mm-hmm. or has invaded, they never leave. Nope. They just occupy, man. Yeah, like, why are you still in some of these countries? Like, why do you still have a base in Japan? And uh, where else do they got? They got bases, like, everywhere. Everywhere they've ever been. Surprised because places you never thought, you're like, well, why are they there? 
Mm-hmm. Why is America in Sudan? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everywhere. Yeah. People are always talking about the Chinese. Nah. <laughs> the American. American. That's a, that's they a distraction. Ch- that, they always do that. Like, whenever you bring up something that America do, they be like, well, what about China? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, seriously? Right. Who got, who got more sins than America? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's exactly it. China, the Chinese, they're more or less, they're invited by the country. When when the U.S. goes somewhere, it's more more or less an invasion under the under the disguise of, hey, we can train some of your people. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or we're bringing uh, democracy, even though you didn't ask for it. <laughs> when we're the republic, the Republic of America. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like. First of all, democracy isn't anywhere in the Constitution. So when you say you're trying to take democracy places, I'm like, it's not even here. Exactly. So uh, what the what the hell are you doing? Like, because I, I've noticed that when you say democracy, any place where the U.S. has brought democracy, and they have an election, see who wins that election. It's by popular vote. It's not this electoral shit. Mm-hmm. So, why aren't you bringing that democracy over there? You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys are playing games. You know you guys can only have certain people in power to keep this this thing moving the way you want it to. Yeah. And if That's people like actually had a hand in it, it's a problem you got. Yeah. Electoral college, man. That's a damn slavery institution that they never got rid of. <laughs> it was a way for it was a way to like kind of massage the egos of the of the slave owners once the slaves had to be um, quote unquote free, mm-hmm. and it gave them um, extra voting power. So yeah. right now, we have no idea who the electoral college is, who's in it, but it's some it's some elites that make the actual decisions. Mm-hmm. How about that? Because if How about if, that? if if this like the presidential thing, I understand why we vote and everything, but if it was really by our votes completely, like one hundred percent, it would be no electoral college. It would just be Play popular yourself. vote, mm-hmm. and then that's, that's... what I want. But we don't have full control. Like that, nope. they they want to they want to give us the illusion that we have full control, mm-hmm. but then when it comes down to it, they they'll show. You ever notice, like, on the screen when it's um, election night, they'll show, like, the popular vote small at the bottom, but big yeah. on the screen, they show the electoral college votes. They have a whole map for it. Yeah, it's like, it's very big. They want you to focus on, they. it's like they put it in your face, big as they like, yeah. this is what matters. And then minuscule at the bottom, our votes. See, that doesn't really matter to us. Mm-hmm. That's ex- that's exactly it. Big versus small. You're absolutely right. And why isn't there a a, a whole whole map of a pop of a popular vote? I want to see the state's popular vote, not this electoral mess. Yeah. But like I said, we already know what it is. We know what it's about, and maybe that's why we can't be controlled like them. And it's why we we just not in zombie mode. Like um, all those people, they're, they're zombies, man. Mm-hmm. It's just okay. This is what you're saying. It is okay. That's what it is. That's and they like to say we're no different than a, a communist um, region or whatever the case may be. But what's the difference when you have a dictator? Because Trump is a dictator. And sure. he dictates what's going on. Like, the second stimulus people was depending on, he said, you know what? I don't want to talk about no stimulus until after I win the election. Yeah, he said it just like that. Like, after mm-hmm. I win, not if and I he, win. Yeah, after I win. So it's like, okay. What he says goes. And they say, yo, you going to step down? Is the um, transition of power going to be peaceful? 
even in this last debate, the, the vice president ain't saying anything. He avoided that question. So, like I said, they they ready to, to make a move. They're going to make their move. That's crazy. And, and still going to have them other people talking about, you got to forgive them and turn the other cheek. That's that. That's why we in this jam right now. Yeah, that turn that turn other cheek thing don't get you nowhere. Nope. It just get it just gets you with two smack cheeks instead of one. Yep. No, no. Then it goes to four because they start beating that ass. Bro. Yeah. yeah. That's facts. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you know, this topic could go on and on. We hope y'all. Enjoyed this episode, got some good information, and, um, you know, continue these discussions as always. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, another episode of the Liberated Mind Show. Peace and love. Peace.